Welcome to Tech Driven Business. In this episode, I talk with Torsten Welt and Jason Scherer about the power of SAC in terms dashboard for mid-market organizations. Torsten is SAP's global head of aerospace and defense industries, also known as A&D, and Jason is an evangelist for SAP's business technology platform. Listen in to learn more about how Terms Dashboard is helping mid-market companies survive challenges while managing budget and resources. Welcome, Torsten and Jason. How are you guys? Doing great. Thanks for having us. All right, so let's get into our discussion. Uh, so today I would like to discuss how the terms dashboard, also known as total enterprise reporting for medium and small businesses, came into being. How does that sound? That's fantastic. We're glad to share our history around it and why we did it. So look forward to have that discussion. Awesome. Okay, great. Uh, so let's start with you, Torsten. Um, my understanding is that this dashboard comes with 21 out-of-the-box KPIs for the aerospace and defense industry. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Um, we actually started uh, this project quite a while ago last year. Um, as most of us exactly a year ago went into hibernation for COVID, um, yeah. SAP itself did a lot of efforts around COVID efforts to help companies. Um, we saw in the aerospace defense industry not only a really tremendous amount of a shock through COVID, where 90% of the, the travel worldwide, not just domestically, worldwide stopped, uh, which really put a hold on the, on the industry, right? Um, before that, we had, a, you know, an, an industry that was booming. Uh, aircraft was produced in record height until basically the, the stop of the 737 MAX. Uh, that was another big um, challenge for the industry, right? Uh, so that was two years now in the making of not producing aircraft at Boeing for, for their cash cow, right? And that impacted a lot of the suppliers. So we saw the double whammy of um, the COVID and the Boeing MAX. And we thought, what can we really do for the industry, for the suppliers, right? That the smaller companies, um, that we can provide them with something that is meaningful, helpful, and really uh, bring them quick uh, success because uh, a lot of the suppliers are really small uh, family-owned companies uh, from 5, 10, 15, 20 uh, people, employees to 500, 600, or 1,000. Uh, but it's a very much of an engineering culture, as Jason knows, who worked for a long time in, within the industry. So that's uh, that was kind of the, the background why we wanted to do it uh, and why we did it is to say we wanted to create something that not everybody has to start back from scratch, right? Not everybody understands um, all the different interdependencies of KPIs and how do you look across the company, literally from end to end uh, in the different areas. So the 21 KPIs are a bit, really a really good reflection of the core uh, indicators for companies, what you should look at. Uh, and how you can look at the health of a company. And we tapped into not only Jason's knowledge, our knowledge from our team, but also uh, we partnered with a company called Patriot uh, that has a lot of the, you know, 
business improvements work and consulting efforts. And so we basically set together of what can we do? How can we do it? How can we create something that can be used, you know, right away without a big effort uh, and uh, brings value basically with instantaneously within a couple of days, right? Yeah, it's crazy when you think about it. I mean, a year ago, you could say, hey, I can safely do this capital project. You know, I can buy this many parts. I should buy them at this time. All of that's out the window right now, not just for A&D, but for everybody, right? Absolutely. I think, and, and, and that, that is really important to understand, like, you know, what, what make this jump in terms of SAP getting into this space, trying to help the small businesses and, and making it easier for them. So I think that leads me to my next question. Uh, so Jason, my understanding is that this dashboard is available on the content network. Uh, can you explain what the content network is and how customers can get started with that? Definitely. So this is this is kind of an interesting space for SAP to be playing here and for SAP to be saying, hey, these are the 21 KPIs you need to run your business, right? Um, a lot of folks don't have SAP systems. They can't even spell SAP. <laughs> you know, they, uh, they come in and say, well, what can your technology really do for me? SAP's pivoted to the cloud and analytics cloud for, for what people, for people that don't know it. Um, it's basically a GUI for HANA. So you have the fastest supercomputer in the world. Um, and I've got a GUI on top of it. You used to have to move around data. It was ETL, right? So I'd have to move data from here to here and, and the timing would be off and I'd have to clean it and figure it out. With SAC, I can really dig into live systems, no moving data, except for when we're doing predictive and planning. So, you know, th this is where the content network really comes into play. I used to work for a company called L3 Technologies um, and I was in charge of uh, other supply chain later quality. And we got through all of the different parts of the business, but we had a go live with SAP. It was almost a year. We didn't have, you know, sufficient reporting uh, with the out of the box content. Customers come in day one. They need the content day one. They need to operate with terms. This gives them a start. You say, Hey, this is all my business KPIs. I need, you know, I can keep running my company. If we change something on the back end, that's fine. Uh, it doesn't matter because I'm still using the same KPIs. I'm still using the same predictive analysis to forecast how much I buy, when I buy. Um, there's new stuff coming every day in the content network, whether you want to download uh, stuff for your S4 systems, if you're a bigger company, um, if you want to connect directly into stock market data, if you want to connect to other types of HR systems, you know, even if you don't connect to those systems that, that we're building this content for, even if they're not like systems that you run, you can still see examples of dashboards. And I think that's super important. But with with terms uh, and with this, you know, you fill out a simple template format in Excel or SAP and Patriot. We can help you plug into whatever systems you have on the back end. Day one, 21 KPIs, six month forecasts into the future. And then the augmented analytics, the tools that you can learn to start understanding how all of these KPIs affect one another. If I if I run overtime, for example, today, what does that do to my bottom line in cash? That's really good to know. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, Torsten, uh, I believe my understanding of this dashboard is it can be used for any business, right? Not just A&D. Can you 
talk about SAP's new focus on industries? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the the key thing is if you go to most of the companies out there, um, each industry has their specific processes, their specific uh, terms, uh, you know, process uh, descriptions, requirements, right? Uh, in the aerospace and defense world, we have a lot of regulations in regards to certifications, yeah. quality, uh, all of those things, because you want to have a, a plane that is saving, uh, that flies safely, right? And you want to produce that in, in a safe manner, and then you can trace all the parts, all those kind of things. Uh, it's super critical in there. If you go into the defense space, it's all about, you know, cybersecurity, but also traceability and quality. Right. Uh, so we have very specific requirements in it. But what we found is from an operational perspective, right, from a supplier perspective, uh, there's a couple of very key KPIs that are uh, always necessary for any industry. Uh, and so what we said, let's focus on on the core competencies of the KPIs of this industry. You can you can take them, you can modify them out of the terms. You can apply this te uh, template and, and move it somewhere else. We're building uh, from an SAP perspective, we're building way more uh, industry cloud applications uh, with SAP and with our partners, right? And releasing those with very specific capabilities and content. But what we said with, with terms is we have an immediate need, right? People need to understand what's happening in their businesses. Where do I need to focus on? How do I save cash, right? How do I make the operations much better? And then on the next piece is to then come in and say, I, I now understand, uh, you know, my inventory are not optimized. What can I do in that area? Then you can go into some of our inventory related uh, applications and things to do that from a, from a planning perspective, from a managing perspective or manufacturing, right? But the key piece is to understand your operation end to end. That's, you know, the building block and then build on top of that to do the improvements in that area. And that's the, the, the key part. And for us, uh, you know, critical is you understand the industry, how they work, how they interact with each other and what the different key terms are. And that's why we wanted to build this as a, as a template. But uh, if you look at it actually in the content store, there's a, a lot of other templates out there. Um, if it's specific for uh, specific activities like procurement or other areas, but uh, we found that for smaller companies, especially in the A&D world, uh, we wanted to really make this as an enterprise-wide uh, dashboard that you can start with, uh, that you can modify, uh, that you can add your KPIs that you want to, but we really wanted to make sure that, you know, the medium-sized business can uh, download it and run with it. Yeah. And when, Absolutely. You know, I was just, Go just going to yeah. jump in, you know, talk about this industry Please. focus that SAP has. Um, you know, a lot of people kind of just think about a software vendor coming in and, and providing a solution. Um, SAP has been studying the best run businesses for years. And, and I, you know, that's like a marketing slogan, but it's totally true. You know, you want to study IP, you go to Disney. You want to study uh, warehouse and, and real-time logistics, you go to Walmart. SAP has been studying all of these companies. They've been studying all of these industries. What does A&D do really well that nobody else does? They do small batch. So, so we're talking about small batch, unique item production 
you can use those lessons learned everywhere. Uh, but we all, it also means that with COVID, we're seeing more disruption to small batch, to supply chain, because those problems are bigger there than they are anywhere. With Terms, we're really talking about solutions and leveraging cloud applications that can further any company that has to do with manufacturing um, or pretty much anywhere else. I mean, the focus here is manufacturing because I think it's a great test bed for it. And I think, I think that is very true. And you, it kind of took my question from me. and It really makes sense because my, my next question to, to you folks were, about lessons learned from A&D. And I think the way you explained it, Jason, is just perfect. But it really makes folks who are interested in this dashboard can leverage what you have applied for aerospace and defense and, and reuse it for whatever purpose they want to use it for, right? That's my understanding. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. There, there's a couple things, as Jason's already alluded to, is uh, one of the things, uh, we're a small batch uh or smaller batch in comparison to automotive, for example, yep. uh, industry. Uh, we are also very specialized, right? If you look at most of the airplanes, even though if you jump into a Southwest airplane, right, every uh, 10, 15 airplanes, even the 737s, they are different. They are totally different. So um, even though they, they say they're 737s, but from a model and, and engineering perspective, Right, the the changes that come through there is on a much higher rate than it you see in probably in automotive world. So we have very customer centric and uh, smaller batch operations that requires a completely different uh, manufacturing process, costing process, uh, and what what we learn in in the A and D world, uh, which uh, you know a lot of other industries can benefit from. We got hit through multiple waves. We got hit through the, the, the max issue. We got hit through COVID. We got hit through Brexit. We're going to get hit through the sustainability CO2 wave next, right? Uh, those things are all happening and coming. And um, now all the entire industry that was preparing for a really big ramp up of production rates and invested in a lot of the assets in the machines in their factories, right? They now have all that cap capability and the uh, capacity, and now they need to look at it. How do I operate with that access capacity, right? You mm -hmm. need to work completely differently. You have to be really frugal and effective with those things, and and that's really, you know, an, an area that that can help all the other areas. When when you have to start uh, operating on a on a, on a dime, right? That's, that's really where you have to be creative. You have to look everywhere. You have to make sure that it's coordinated across the company. You have to collaborate. That's, that's really that the areas where uh, a lot of the other com uh, industries can benefit from. Yeah, absolutely. I think I can see that. And uh, I, I, you, you, you guys brought up a very good point, sustainability, right? I mean, we kind of, I would say coming out of COVID, you know, some will say we are still in the middle of it. So what does sustainability look like, you know, and how will this dashboard help them? Because I, I think that's the key, right, for business survival right now is to have that capacity or the the way to work around whatever is available to you right now. So will, will this dashboard allow them to dig in and, and get the information they need to sustain themselves through this time that we are going through as we, as we speak? 
So yeah, the, the capabilities that we're trying to build into, and, and Jason alluded to it in, in a little bit earlier, and he can basically bring a little more details on it, is very often uh, you have information about a, a company uh, or areas of a company, and that's just data points, right, from different areas. But you really have to look at, at the entire operation and balance them out against each other. So as an example, you know, are you going to run an extra shift uh, to produce the extra parts yeah. uh, that are needed for a supplier? Um, well, that means you have to have the people. That means you have to have the parts uh, to run that extra shift. But if you have the inventory not there, or if, if you can't afford to buy the raw materials for the extra shift, um, that is something that, you know, in the past when you had a booming business, that wasn't the case. The other piece is we are going to be in a start restart process again, which means it's not that we're ramping up. It's ramping up from almost zero again yeah. in, in very um, big areas of the industry, right? So that's a completely different scenario. Um, I, I mean, a lot of people probably don't think this is critical, but an example of that where everybody can um, relate to is we had similar situations uh, a couple months ago when uh, all the manufacturing suppliers, especially in automotive industry, said we can't produce because we don't have any parts. Yep. Why didn't they have parts? Very simple, because all the containers that go on the ships, they were somewhere distributed around the world, not accessible. The ships were not going, um, so they couldn't transport those things. So to restart that whole entire environment caused a lot of disruption, right? A lot of disruptions to automotive and other areas and stop things. And that's the same thing what's, what's going to happen with the aerospace and defense industry. When you restart from zero, you know, you have to restart your manufacturing. You have to rehire your people. You have to, you know, people need to understand what the quality processes are. They have to relearn the, uh, not only, you know, how to make it, but also the process of quality management. Uh, it's it's a it's a lot of things that you have to restart again, and uh, that will require uh, not only the focus of management to make sure that they produce the right parts with the right quality, but then on top of that, it's the financial burden, right, to make sure that you uh, produce the stuff with the, with the right cost levels, because um, you know you have to pay for the extra, you know parts that are not uh, on quality. You have to pay for all the equipment around for PPEs and, and other things to keep the people safe. Um, so that's, you know, that's all burden that is coming at, at these companies. And uh, we wanted to make sure that they have something with them uh, where they can start working with and managing their operations way better. Yeah. The A&D yeah. industry is super wild. Like a lot of these companies, you've got a team of, five veterans, 10 veterans, they, they know how these big systems work and they design a part to make it work better. Better, It gets incorporated by all the primes, right? Um, these teams mm -hmm. don't know, you, you know, they've been cash rich. They build a thing, people buy it. Now they're yep. running into data science head on and they're trying to figure out, you know, how many of these do I build? Can I buy this thing now? Like these questions were, were never a question before. 
and it's just kind of rolling over the top of them. That HR, you know, do we work overtime example that Torsten mentioned, we saw that. We saw that for real with SAC. We use smart discovery, pulled our dashboard in out of the box, did the smart discovery, and I moved the moved the little dial forward and back on overtime. Found there was a sweet spot. You work too much overtime, you don't have product to move. You work not enough overtime, you know, you're not meeting your on-time delivery. It's seeing all of those KPIs and with a little slider, lets me optimize right where I need to be. Who could have done that before, right? <laughs> you're, go- you're going to night school and building all these mathematical models in Minitab or whatever. Now it does it all for you. All you've got to do is cobble your stuff from Excel, which you're already doing, um, and you're ready to go in minutes. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. I think and that is now that's a very interesting thing you mentioned, Jason. Um, because my understanding is you come from a business, right? I mean, your background is not in IT. Is that correct? Oh, heck yeah. I actually started <laughs> off as a as U.S. Navy me, uh, metrologist, which is a measurement scientist. Uh, I worked on gravity waves and particle beams. Jumping forward to being a Six Sigma professor as I was studying this company, L3 Technologies. I mean, that's where my passion lies is how a business functions almost as an organism, as a complex system, the software and the business processes. See, when I've been studying what I I call the PM problem, right? Ultimately, when Mm -hmm. it comes down to it, I I worked at a company with 2000 running programs. It was actually more than that. Um, And every single one of those program managers had things they needed. They needed to know their supply chain, their manufacturing, their operations, their finance, all of these things in one place, which if if you're you've ever studied IT and software, it doesn't exist, right? It it doesn't until kind of now we're we're kind of coming into what was hi- called hybrid analytics. Um, now SAP calls it the business technology platform. Um, Forrester rates SAP perfect scores for their technical capability, for their product vision, to be able to put all of your data from all of your apps in one place, which is what you need if you're an executive um, in almost any industry. If you're a CEO, a CIO, if you're even a program manager, we had 2000 people that needed their own slice of data from all of these different apps. SAP is able to bring it together now. And it's a really exciting time because we've solved the PM problem. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. And I I think that kind of brings us to the to the end of our this session and and you sum it up very well uh jason you know starting from the actual dashboard and talking about sac the technology part and how it really relates back to business because at the, in the end of the day i mean if it's adding value to the business is where really scores points right and this is where uh customers are looking for to get information out of the system in the easiest and the fastest way possible and help them make the next move right so with that, uh, I'd like to thank you both for coming onto the, the podcast. Uh, it's really been a, a great conversation. Uh, and I'll, I'll look forward to sharing your thoughts uh, with our listeners uh, in our uh, next session also. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Although aerospace and defense may have initiated the terms dashboard, the solution can work across industries. Stay tuned for our next episode where Torsten and Jason will dive into how companies can see immediate value from the solution.